0: Master, if you have nothing to teach me, why am I learning from you? And he says, you learn from me until you find out I have nothing to teach you. (laughs) And this is the way Chan is, is that uh, what I do tonight is present an invitation for you to investigate Chan. There's nothing that comes out of uh, my mouth that will bring you to enlightenment, but it will bring you to the door of practice and there you can uh, uh, begin to practice and, and to see see it for yourself. This is the, the how Chan is, is passed, is this investigation into mind. Um, tonight we talk about in basic uh, the idea of wisdom as it is uh, applied to uh, our practice, but before I, um, I start, I want to get an idea of of who's out there. Uh, how many of you have been um, practicing for less than a year? Raise your hand. Okay. Okay. Gilbert's rule number one: no crocodile arms. Okay, your crocodile they have an arm about this big, but you have an arm you can go like that. So I need to see your your arm. How many of you practicing listener year? Raise your hand. Okay. There's more of you now, okay. And how about uh for f- how many of you practice over five years? You can just keep your hand up Iris.
1: <laughs>
0: okay, ten years? That's what I say, okay. So Um, and then how about like three years more than three years okay All right. and uh, how many of you meditate most of you okay and why do you meditate oh you thought I was going to teach you something (laughs) what do you do when you said to meditate this I'm going to gauge how good the, the teachers are here in Chicago for you (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's okay How, What do you do? What's the function of meditation? On I'm sorry? On to, okay I'm going to get up for a moment And you have to forgive me Because I have a, a little bit hard of hearing So, and your voice is very, very quiet on my. To what?
1: On my. Calm, on my. calm your mind Okay,
0: calm your mind How about you? Um, I, I sit for a very practical reason. To uh, carry
1: forth a a mental discipline into my daily life, Uh, a more calmer way of interacting in the world. Pretty
0: good. Pretty good. Who taught you that? Um, I don't know. That's just why I do it. Okay. All right. Who else can say why they meditate? I will pick you if you don't volunteer. (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead.
1: I feel calmness when I do do it, and I miss
0: it when I don't, and more than anything, I just have faith that if I continue to do it, it's good for me in some way. When you have calmness, how do you know you're calm? I don't until I stop. You, stop, you don't know until you stop being calm? I, yeah. yeah. How long does that last? I don't know. Okay. All right. This is kind of like, I'm like a doctor, I'm kind of probing you, or maybe Jerry Springer, you know. (laughs) But uh, in any case, I'm just probing you to see, you know, why you're here, what you practice. Yes, you?
1: When I (coughs) meditate more and more, um, when my mind is still, I get in touch with my inner self, and I discover that this being, not just this being, there, there is a being within me, and I get in touch with that being um, more easily, I do meditation, and when I get in touch with my true beings, that is my inner self, I know that what is the true nature of me, and the true nature for me is very loving, very kind. That is my experience and compassionate. And it's kind of sh- shaping my mind and, and shaping my personality and temperament. Uh, Inference this me whenever I interact with things or um, situations of people, I didn't read, I don't react as, as before when I have meditation.
0: But
1: oh, why? Um, because I'm aware that I am not the person as I thought before. I am not that person. I, I have a very uh, loving, I'm a loving person. That, that when I get in touch with the inner self, that inner self bring me, influence me more and more each time. And it takes time for me to aware of it. Not just one time meditation, it leads me to have this awareness.
0: Oh, what meditation method do you use?
1: In the beginning, I don't know what should I do. Uh, someone recommended me to breathe in. Um, she even didn't tell me this is meditation. It's just breathe. Okay, I breath, I d- breathe in love and then exhale whatever, um, which you feel sad or negative emotion. Then I did a certain period of time and I still didn't know that I was doing something because she didn't use the term meditation. And then I read books. Eventually I have some understanding. Oh, I was getting in touch with my inner being. And then when I really uh, do meditation, like counting breath, or focus on um, a state, a phrase that is also a, a very beginning stage. But I use those things to help me to focus during my meditation, and pretty much be- because of uh, that, I experience my inner self. That I know I'm more than this outside. Yeah. That is, and, and then uh, I also get in touch with some energy. Some meditation they related to really drawing energy from the nature or um, universe, and I also learn something from that. So there is a kind of mi- mixture when I do meditation, and I will separate them. This time I do silence meditation. I focus on an object, for example, breath. Okay, this time I focus on drawing energy from the universe because I learned something from that too. And I found that all of these meditation, different forms of the meditation, really helping me to look inward, look inside of myself. Okay, why what, what
0: do you what, what do you meditation? You know, I was just thinking when you asked that question, I had no answer for you. Um, and then I finally figured out that I guess it's oh like, I'm, I'm getting to the point now where um, where I want to see where it goes um, and it's, it's kind of like I know what a good meditation is and I know that I'm not usually there <laughs> so it's kind of a challenge to, to get to the point where it's, it's good and where I want it to get to Anybody else want to say they meditate? Yes, wait in the front uh, because I'm not the master of my thoughts you're not the master of your thoughts. We have a saying in Spa- Spanish: "Quien te manda" means "who who orders you." The oh, you must speak Spanish, huh? You ever hear that? That's your parents always saying that, right? Who the, the mechanism? Who, the mechanism. Okay. So you're blaming it on the mechanism, and, and what is the mechanism? The habit energies acquire. we're not in control of our thoughts because of self-suffering and others suffering but if it's is the self real oh no we switched i'm sorry we we went to beyond chan 101 to chan 102 is the self real yes and no yes and no that sounds like a a Chicago politician and <laughs> <laughs> I I read in the paper about you guys. On. Yes and no? Are you real? Yes. Yes? But I don't see you. Okay, now we start. That was just like the warm up to get an idea of, of where you're at and, and what you're doing. Uh, as you can see, I, I'm not a like a regular um, a teacher, and 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 just go over notes. My my whole thing is to to try to get you interested in practicing, and follow and um, some some proper meditation methods so that it can improve your practice, improve your ideas. Um, there's two types of wisdom. The first type of wisdom is the wisdom for instance when you were a little kid and, and you touched a pot and you wow that's hot and you didn't touch a pot that was on the stove that was very uh, boiling water or something again because you knew don't do that if you touch the pot you're going to burn yourself and you have this kind of a, of a wisdom that goes along and you know certain things you know if you use that plastic too much then you know there's consequences to that if you charge or if you do this, or you do that, all these things are are wisdom of of what we call worldly wisdom, kind of rules that help you while you are uh, in uh, engaged in this world, um, and they're very very helpful types of things. There's nothing wrong with those types of, of wisdom. The wisdom that I want to talk about today is um, transcendent wisdom. It's a wisdom that transcends the idea. Of the reality of of this place uh, the idea of that there is a um, uh, an in, let's say even an individual self um, and the idea of more importantly how mind works because we need to know how mind works if we don't know how mind works, it's very difficult for us to fix it so some of you uh, uh, let's see how many of you would like to have a calmer life raise your hand okay most of you except for the young boy he doesn't
1: know (laughs) (laughs) you'll get there
0: pay attention and you won't (laughs) okay the idea is is that we have to know if we want to sit to meditate what are we doing when we're meditating what is the purpose of the meditation no, is it, is it just for us simply to calm ourselves down and to have a brief, brief respite from, from all the tensions? Like you said, you felt so calm. No, that's pretty good. But probably a, a gallon of cheap wine would probably do the same trick. But
1: <laughs>
0: um, the idea is what we want to do when we meditate, it's a controlled environment we do not have to answer the phone, we don't have to put the dog out, we don't have to wash clothes or do the dishes. We've dedicated this time for us to sit down somewhere without any um, distractions and simply um, uh, allow ourselves to utilize our method. So when we sit to meditate the meditation itself will not bring you to enlightenment this is something that that all of the ancient uh, masters write about. It's there, and to and I was reading today. One uh, Shifu said it was one of his favorite Chan stories, which many of you have heard before, of uh, a master uh, watching his student uh, sitting to meditate and asking him, "What what are you doing there?" Just like I asked you, "What are you doing there?" And he says, "I'm sitting here to become enlightened." And then the the master sits down next to him and picks up a tile from the roof and gets his robe and starts rubbing it. Finally, the student's curiosity got to him and he looked at what he's doing. He says, Shifu, what are you doing? And he says, I'm trying to make this tile a mirror. And he says, you cannot do that simply by rubbing. he says, likewise, you cannot just simply by sitting down to meditate, reach enlightenment. So... The uh, let's say the theme for this week weekend uh, teaching is what are we doing? What is mind? And if we understand mind, if we understand how how it works. That's wisdom. Once we understand what how the mind works, mind is self illuminating, and once it illuminates, it sees clearly through all all obstructions, all illusions. And it doesn't stop at a point where one might say, oh, I feel very good, I feel calm, or I've, I I, feel rested. Uh, uh, it goes beyond it. It cuts all through everything. And it looks at it and says, no, nope, got to go further, got to go further, got to go further. Don't stop here. And it doesn't allow you to pick green fruit. If you listen carefully when you practice And more importantly, when you get up off this chair or off your cushion and you're walking around, you're going to be a better person simply because you know how mind works. Not my mind, not Dan's mind. Mind itself, how mind works. We know things. We know how it works. This is what we call this transcendent wisdom because it is necessary for us. For instance, if... You were going to repair a car. What would be the first thing that you'd need to know? Come on, not rocket science. If you're going to repair a car, what's the first thing you'd need to know? The problem. The problem. Even how it works. How it works. See, close, close, but how it works. And that's the difference in terms of of meditation. If you simply are sitting to try to get rid of a problem and you don't know where the problem comes from, then it doesn't help you to make it go away. But if we look at it and we know how the car works, now we know what the problem is. Well the car won't go. Why doesn't it go? I don't know, it doesn't go. Well, didn't you well I never studied about a car. Well, how can you repair the car if you've never studied about how the car works? I don't know. I never thought about that. But you know what's very funny is many, many practitioners practice in the same way. They sit, cross their legs, and they don't know how mind works. And that's important. It's important. If you don't know how the mind works, what are you doing with your legs crossed? You can have, you can get calmness, you can get insights, You can get all sorts of things, but you are not going to be able to advance it to a very deep level. You have to know how mind works. But here's the thing: it's easy to know how mind works. And if you if you uh, hang with me for the weekend, some some of you who are going to come for for more than tonight, you'll you'll see in more detail how mind works. But tonight I will give you a taste of it. This taste of Chan, and in this taste of charm, then you have an idea. In, in the way of, of establishing this kind of, of wisdom, this transcendent wisdom, there are certain important points that we have to use. The first one is that we have to have a faith uh, and this faith, it we call it faith in mind, that whatever you're listening to is, is uh, useful whatever you're listening to you will investigate it to see for yourself if, it's, if it works or it doesn't work you have to have a faith one in the method that you're given so you stay with the method and you know why you're using the method because as you go along you'll realize how mine works and you'll know why the method works because you know how mine works you know what the method's doing just, instead of just simply following a method without an idea of what what's there, how it works. You have to have faith in the teacher, whoever the teacher is. The words that come out of my mouth, they might be in modern day word, uh, language, but I assure you this is nothing other than what has been taught by the ancients for many, many years. Um, um, years, and it's funny because sometimes I'll read something and they'll say in these modern days there's not that many practitioners, and I look and it says 700 AD, and they're talking about the modern day, so if you can imagine now, so and, and in any case, we have faith in the teachers, faith in what that that they have some experiences they have the uh, the true heart that they want to teach you, they understand the fundamentals and the faith in the principles of the practice. So you have to have faith that there are certain principles. If you follow them, they will bring you to a realization. If you have this kind of a faith, when you sit to meditate, you, you will not uh, question or say, "Oh, this is not working." you know? I've been meditating for five minutes, and I haven't seen anything yet, you know. Anybody ever practice like that before? I want to see colors. I want to see the Buddha. I want to see the bright light. I want to do all this, you know. And you're like, you have one eye on your goal and one eye on your practice. You need both eyes on your practice. So when you understand how it works, you, you this faith will 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 uh, pull you deeper into the practice. The idea of the principles that we use are very very important. And I'll touch on some of them very, very basically t- tonight uh, that we have. There's principles, very simple one, and, and you're going to see how it works in a moment. I'm going to bring it to you right right into this very room. So stay tuned, okay? It'll be very easy, and you're going to see it. Very simple. This is not something that I'm going to do, you know, and it's very esoteric, and, and you, can't, you can't see it yourself. The first thing is pratika samapada he goes, oh my god he said a fancy word what the heck
1: <laughs>
0: um, well what this means is causes and conditions never fail very important very simple if you're anybody at work have somebody that is always angry raise your hand anybody know anybody like that angry people are they very popular Oh, well, power it brings um, popularity. I didn't say tolerable. I said, are they popular? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> well, if you have... Po- well,
1: no, essentially.
0: Yeah, people don't like people that way, right? No. Or pushy, or... or, um, Well, I know some of you might like gossipy people. Um, no. <laughs> or drama queens. Anybody <laughs> know a drama queen? Yeah? Oh, I can't go on anymore. I'm so suffering. I'm suffering of this. I'm suffering of that. And they're just going on for 15 minutes telling you how miserable their life is. So, you know, but people don't want to talk to them anymore. Then they come to me. Why? Because nobody wants to talk to them. I'll talk to them. But, but all their friends have abandoned them because they tire them out. Tire them out. Causes and conditions never fail. How many of you know people that are really good friends? Raise your hand. Well, that's good. And and there's people that you like to be around. You enjoy their company. Cause and conditions never fail. Why? Because you have something in common with them. If you if you trust them, then that's good. You you like that. Or people who teach or people who do things, people come because because they they trust that person. They they're interested in, in what that person is saying causes and conditions never fail everything in this world happens for a reason pratika samapada and karmic forces they're always operating and what's important about that is we can change what's going on in our life simply by whatever we do we put our mind in accordance with the practice and not with the self and if we do this, we won't make mistakes. How many of you have said something to somebody that you regretted later? Raise your hand. We all have. We all have. God, can't believe I told my boss he was an idiot. <laughs> and you're telling that to the person at the unemployment line. Causing conditions never fail, right? Why did we do that? we have that little voice like in the old cartoons with the little devil. They're saying, say it, say it. Don't let him get away with it. Say it. And you say it, and what happens? You mess yourself up. And you wish those words could come back. You try to pull them back. When I begin to teach people, it's very interesting because uh, as I'm beginning to teach uh, new students, they'll say, you know what, I was thinking about what you were saying at And after I said something like that to my boss I I really regretted it and then later they'll say you know I was thinking about what what you're saying and I thought about saying something and then I thought no I uh, I better not say it and they they catch themselves right Uh, the lights turning on in their head just a little bit and then after that they don't come to me because they don't have the thought they want to say that it's a progression that happens And in in the practice, this is how the practice works. This is called harmony. You're harmonizing in mind. We harmonize in the environment. This here is an environment right now. Now, I could get up here and talk about um, uh, different types of of ways to to get drunk or to to smoke marijuana, but that's not a very wholesome thing to talk about. And that would not be something that you would be interested in, in, in learning. So you harmonize with the group you're with you try to uh, to uh, make whatever you can do to help that group you put that before yourself not bad if you do that then you will find this peace. you will find that inner self but when you when that inner self appears you won't be there but you, you'll be functioning perfectly just you have to just keep going keep going Peeling off one layer of the onion skin, another layer, another way, layer, just to 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 get rid of the idea of the self. We have also um, the three mind seals. Anybody know the three mind seals? Yeah. Permanence. Uh huh. And And, uh... And the one you were referring to before. No. No self. No self. All right, I'd I give you like partial credit.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: there might have been some people out there thinking, well, the ones at Water World and the ones at Sea World, and not those kind of seals. Emptiness, impermanence, and no self. These are important concepts in terms of of the idea of of faith we have to see there's no self what is no self too much to talk about today to go into that in great detail but the idea of no self is that everything is mind everything is mind everything is all connected the idea of impermanence is phenomena appears and the phenomena is me what out here is why I said to him I don't see you, because I know it's phenomena. I cannot see him because he, he appears in mine for momentarily the next moment he's gone. If not, I'd have to take him to California with me, <laughs> but, but he's only here right now. You're only here right now, and it's constantly changing. All phenomena is constantly changing. Once you were young, now you're older, Okay, you notice how I say older, not old. So you're older, and, and things are always changing. You understand that ab- about uh, things. Sometimes people will, will uh, email me, I have a problem, you know, and uh, they, they may have a problem with their husband or their wife or whatever, and I try to help them, but you have to see things clearly, you know. They want their wife or they want their husband to be like they were on their honeymoon when they went to Niagara Falls or whatever but things are constantly changing and we have to see things very clearly and when we see things in this way then it helps us to, to prepare to understand that, that things are always changing we suffer because we want things to stay the same or we want them to, to, to change it's a funny thing If you're in a place and it's very, very hot in a room, you, oh, you're suffering so much. You want to get out of that room. But the more you suffer, the more you learn suffering. And after a while, you become like everybody. You got a black belt in suffering. You're very, very good at suffering. And and they say, um, show, show me your suffering. Oh, yeah. Oh. It's too hot in here. It's too this. It's too that. I want some water. I want that. Oh, when is he going to stop talking? All of these different things. And all of these things, you know, you're really good at judging things. You're very good at making opinions of things. And as a result of that, every time you make an opinion, every time you make a judgment about things, you teach yourself suffering. Because it's not always going to be that way. We don't live in a perfect 68 degree environment and for the women it's probably somewhere like 78 degrees or something. <laughs> Judging from the women, I know they always want it like 10 degrees warmer than where I'm at. So in any case, you know, when I'm with women I suffer because it puts the heater up so much.
1: <laughs>
0: I'm honest. <laughs> I'm a practitioner just like you. So, the, I'm, I'm telling you these, these are letters from Sarah that I'm writing to you. You know, And the idea is is that as you begin to practice, you begin to see, I am a practitioner. I've got to put down these ideas. I've got to see clearly what is there. This is how we use this, the idea of emptiness. What is emptiness? Way beyond what we're going to talk about today. But just suffice it to say, the emptiness is not a bad thing. It's not like an empty cup. It's not like the end of the world. It's just seeing clearly what is what is uh arising seeing clearly how mind works and if we see clearly how mind works then you will be more relaxed now what i want to do is i want you right now um we're going to use a little method and all i want you to do is not use a method at all just notice what comes up in mind right now just notice it okay I don't want you to think about it. Just once you see something that comes up in mind, let it go. Okay, and then and then just wait. I guarantee you, in another two seconds, you'll have another thought. Okay, just close your eyes and just see what comes up in mind. No method.